I'm the puppy. And I'm the possum. And this is our animated series. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this week, we're talking about Pinocchio. Yeah, the 1940s. 1940. Which, what year? 1940? Yeah, 1940. Yep. 1940 film, Pinocchio. Yeah. We, uh, I realized when I went back to edit Snow White, uh, we did not say the name. Of the it was movie. a smooth edit. You couldn't tell that you added it later. Yeah. <laughs> I added it later. So we also noticed that we didn't summarize the movie last time we just said oh yeah the x scene like you had seen the movie recently yeah and uh we're not we're gonna do that a little different this time yeah we are uh, but because it's a learning curve this is only our third episode exactly and also because i so i did all the research on the history as i said before in the other video and uh Bo takes way more notes than i do our lovely possum here yeah this time i have one two three four five Six, seven pages. Seven, so one more than last time. Six and a half, six and a half. I, I did take notes this time, but uh, I did it a little differently. I made a quadrant, so I only have one page, but I did. So Good like, Lord. character is here, moment is here. So yeah, I made a, like a quadrant page and wrote in that way. That's the way I did it, so. Well, I knew I was going to do the summary, so I just made it pretty linear. There you go. All right, would you, so then in that case, I will, uh, Hand over the floor. You have the floor. All right, so like all early Disney movies, we open with opening credits with a song and the chorus singing. And as a as an adult, it's kind of nice, and I like the song and the chorus is fine. As a kid, God almighty, I hated the opening it credits was so of all the Disney slow. movies. It was so long and boring. It was boring. interminable. It just went on forever. Yeah, so... I didn't, it wasn't that bad this time. And the song is When You Wish Upon a Star, which we'll talk about later. Okay. So our, we're first introduced to Jiminy Cricket, right? Does it say, when does he say his name is Jiminy? I wanted to say He it says was, he's a cricket, though he doesn't, he looks like a bean. I don't know if he introduces it then or if he introduces it, uh, I mean, he does eventually say that he's Jiminy Cricket when he, he at least introduces himself to the Blue Fairy and to Pinocchio that way. I feel like... Pinocchio, Pinocchio said, Jiminy! And I was like, wait, how do you know his name? How does anyone know his name? <laughs> anyway, so, he's like a little tiny homeless person, and he has little holes in his sockies and his hat, and he's very cute. So he enters Geppetto's woodcarver's shop, where he admires all of uh, Geppetto's very fancy woodwork in clocks and music boxes and toys. And Tanner is back. Yeah, I hear some wheezing. I swear to God, we will fix his polyp. We will. We will take him to the vet. All right, so where where, where were we? Uh, you so were Jiminy Cricket. Clocks. He's a little homeless person. Okay, so we meet Geppetto the woodcarver, and we meet his kitten, Figaro, mm-hmm. and his very girly fish. Stop it! I have lots of opinions on Figaro. And they're mostly positive. Yes. Figaro, I love and adore. I have to pick Tanner up and put him on the ground because he's chewing a cord. Let go. Let go. Let go of the couch. You horrible, horrible boy. <laughs> so we meet Geppetto, the woodcarver. Yes. Who has a voice. He sure does. Uh, how do you feel about Geppetto's voice? Well, we'll get to voice acting. Okay. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I can tell by your face. Yeah, so, uh, Geppetto is working on this puppet, which is looks like a little boy, mm-hmm. and he makes a big deal of naming it Pinocchio, and doesn't tell us what Pinocchio means. Do you yeah. know what Pinocchio means? I don't know what Pinocchio you means. Did, you did all this research and you didn't look up what Pinocchio <laughs> means? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Pine eye in Italian. So, like, I don't think it means anything super important, because it wasn't mentioned anywhere. Okay, well, the thing is, is that 
they d- Geppetto does this whole thing where he's like, I'm going to name him Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Do you like that name? No, I'm going to do it anyway. And it makes it sound like the name's a really big deal, but they don't tell us in any way why he picked that or why it's a big deal. No, I, I'm seeing here, uh, it's a user-submitted version, but it's it says Pine Eye in Italian. Okay. So. I guess we're supposed to maybe just know that it's related to pine and he's made out of pine. We meet Geppetto. Geppetto is like an elderly, very blue-eyed carpenter kind of guy mm-hmm. and he makes music boxes and he makes clocks and he makes toys out of wood and that's really all the information about him that we have yeah. he has a kitten named figaro who he's not especially nice to and he has a fish named cleo who he's very nice to but not in a way that befits a fish yeah all three of them go to bed jiminy is a, the cricket is observing them this whole time mm-hmm. uh they Geppetto wishes upon the North Star or whatever that Evangeline. Yes, upon Evangeline <laughs> that his puppet Geppetto wishes the puppet Pinocchio was real. So obviously we're supposed to like Geppetto and think he's a good person and who deserves to have his puppet made real. Mm-hmm. They don't ever show him being a good person in any way. Also mm-hmm. he clearly doesn't really know how to operate a puppet. Mm, yes. Because he's like moving it around and before Pinocchio comes to life, Pinocchio's a marionette, and he's moving him around, and he's got all the stuff in his hands, and Pinocchio's head is always lower than his butt. That's yeah, often. not really how one marionettes, I feel. I mean, so I, I got to work with a puppeteer named Doug, and Doug looks just like Geppetto. <laughs> or he, he, okay, Doug is a mixture of Geppetto... And the cat from the rescuers, da- rescuers, the 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 nice old man who yes with the, the big mustache. Yes, if you took the two of them and you squished them together, you would get Doug. Doug uh, is the owner and operator of a puppet mar- uh, it's mock turtle marionette theater in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. If you ever get a chance to go see a show he's a part of, it's very very cool. But he. See, he taught me a lot about puppets, and he used to do weird things with puppets. I didn't see him work with marionettes a lot, but, like, some of the stuff he would do uh, felt counterintuitive to me, but it works, and it is who Doug is. And he is very Geppetto-like. So I am quite fond of Geppetto. Uh, I thought Geppetto was kind of adorable. I mean, his voice is, is strange, but he's he's kind of adorable, and he just reminds me of Doug, so. I, his voice didn't bother me that much until he sang and then it really oh, bothered me. Fair enough. When he sings the little wooden head yes. song. Yes. And then he chases Figaro around. Figaro is not a cat. Figaro is a kitten. He's shaped like a kitten. He moves like a kitten. He was based, they, they gave him the personality of a little boy, they decided, when they created him. Yeah. Well, don't chase the little boy around with your puppet and whack the little boy kitten <laughs> with your puppet. Don't do that. So. Geppetto goes, Geppetto wishes upon a star that his puppet would come to life, which is a bonkers thing to wish for, and then he goes to sleep. So, there's a scene where Jiminy Cricket clearly has misophonia, like I do, and gets freaked out by the sounds of clo- sound of clocks ticking, like I do. Like both of us do. Why do you think I yep. sleep? I, well, again, we'll talk about that. I have, I have, but I made notes of that, too. So, I didn't know there was a name for it, though, so that's nice. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's a... My psychiatrist has officially diagnosed me with misophonia, maybe misophonia, but I think it's misophonia, which is you get freaked out by certain sounds, especially repeated sounds, especially repeated sounds with a break in between them. So clocks ticking is bad. Yes. In my therapist's office, there are two clocks and they tick out of sync. And every time there is a pause in our conversation, I always say, do you know your clocks are out of sync? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that again this week. And it happens every week. So... Okay, I guess we're just talking so, about this now. But my mine during... Well, that's the thing is I have to have constant noise because I think I must have the same thing because I used to not be able to sleep with... I mean, I, I would put clocks in other rooms. I remember we stayed somewhere once and there was a clock in the room and I got up and I took it into the bathroom. Then I put mm-hmm. it in the bathroom. So we just... I discovered that... So at night, I sleep with a machine that makes the sound of rain because rain is... is you know, not repeated enough, I guess. it's. it's... I think what it is is it's constant instead of repeated. Okay. So there's no break. Right. 
I think the break is bad. Yeah. So it, it the sound of rain cuts out any sort of creaking sounds, any sort of any of that. Because yeah, it'll those freak me out if I can hear them at night. And so like and so I and so when I'm just sitting in my room, I constantly actually having these uh these these people next door means I don't have to listen to music constantly when I'm home alone. Mm-hmm. Like having all this construction behind my house. So there's a part here. Where so so Jiminy yells at the clocks and Geppetto snoring yeah. to make them stop making noise, which works somehow. Yeah. And then there's a moment where the background music swells and Jiminy goes, "Oh, what is it now?" <laughs> like yeah. you can hear the background music. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the blue that so at this point the blue fairy appears uh-huh. and says, "Geppetto, you're such a good person who brings happiness to others. You deserve to have your puppet brought to life." Yeah. We are never shown Geppetto there bringing happiness to scene. anyone. There was a deleted yeah, well, scene. They shouldn't have deleted it then. Yeah, it's a there was I saw concept art for it was a bunch of kids peeking in the window looking at Geppetto and marveling at Pinocchio. Yeah, they should have let the, left that in because as it is, we get told that Geppetto's this good person who um, brings joy to people, but we never get shown him doing anything good for anyone or bringing joy to anyone. Yeah, so enough. that bothered me. So the blue fairy is Gorge, yes. for the record. Very good voice. Okay, so uh, she, um, the cool thing about her is that her, both the voice and the, the lady there, they modeled her after. Her name is uh, Evelyn Venable. And is she very beautiful? She is also the model for the Columbia Pictures lady. Ooh, okay, so yes. So yes. She was sort of the ideal at the time. Um, she's very gorgeous. She yep. also has a very good voice. And yes. she's very realistic, which is interesting because Geppetto so isn't. Yeah. But it didn't bother me the way, because, you know, she's a fairy. It's okay if she looks different from everybody else. Yeah. She, they did a good job of her m- making her very ethereal and, like, motherly, and she's cool. Yeah. I liked her a lot. She brings Pinocchio to life, and she knights Jiminy Cricket yeah, as Sir his Jiminy. official conscience. It's so Sir funny Jiminy. because no one else calls him Sir Jiminy, just her. Yes, it's very cute. And uh, I saw this young enough that I did not know what a conscience was. So this very confused me oh, <laughs> about yes. what a conscience was. Oh, yes. Um, he also gets fancy clothes when he's a conscience, which is fine, but I think his homeless outfit is cuter. Anyway, it's nice that he doesn't have holes in his socks. Yep. So then uh, Jiminy sings the song Give a Little Whistle, which mm-hmm. is him telling Pinocchio that if he's in trouble and he needs his conscience, he just needs to whistle. Pinocchio, okay, this leads me to a problem I had throughout the whole movie. Yes. Pinocchio being quote unquote not real and made of wood doesn't keep him from doing anything a real boy would be able to do. He can whistle, he can cry, cry he can eat. He can eat, what? he can we don't drown. see him eating, but he can eat. Yeah, he can well he can he can drown under special circumstances. Yeah, I know. That too. <laughs> uh, but he can apparently die as a wooden creature. So I don't understand what makes him not real. Yeah. Yes. Just, or why he would want to be real over how he is now. Right? <laughs> yeah. He can burn so, himself and not so feel pain. My first question with regards to that was, he can whistle even though his lips are made of wood. Yep. So, I have some questions. Then uh, Geppetto wakes up and Pinocchio meets Geppetto. Geppetto waves a gun around, which, okay. Yeah, no, the gun part, but but I love, I love, I, I cackled. I full-on cackled when he did the... Well, first of all, so you know when they're getting ready for bed and all the clocks go off, and then Geppetto goes, "What time is it?" I wrote, "Yeah, I know that made me laugh." How many clocks do you have? <laughs> like he's like, all these clocks on the wall are telling me it's time, but I'm gonna look at my pocket watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on, which he dude. clearly didn't make. It's the only thing that's not wooden. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, but uh. Yeah, but no, my favorite line, though, was, I just died when, so Pinocchio does the whole, oh, it's me, and he goes, oh, yes, it's me, and he crawls over, and I just, I don't know why, but it hit my funny bone just right, and I just laughed and laughed. I also noticed that, um, so first of all, Geppetto sleeps with, like, a huge blunderbuss underneath yes, his Yes, he does. Pillow, which, okay, this is where I noted that they did a really good job making Figaro move like a real kitten. I know the part where like it's you get the butt and the, the yes like, yes I was like he's Figaro but the part where he opens the window 
Yes! Well, I just talked about that yesterday because um, we were talking about how we should train Red to do the dishes, I think. Yeah. And I was like, well, Figaro can open the window. window. I know. I was like, well, what are you talking I about? I remember the last time I watched this movie, I thought, I remember thinking, so here's here's the fun thing about Figaro for me, too, is that, like, our first cat, Ginger the cat, well, the first cat that we can really remember, because our first, first cat was Bo Kitty, of course. You but. never had Bo Kitty, Franny. Bo Kitty was around when I was, we had Bo Kitty for a little bit while. Mom and Dad had Bo Kitty? Yeah, Bo Kitty was ours originally, and then they gave... I knew Bo. I knew he was ours, but I thought it was before you were born. No, no, no. I Well, they. I don't remember when they gave Bo Kitty. I, we, yeah, I, I remember spent a lot Bo of Kitty, but right. I don't remember us owning, owning Bo him. Kitty. Yeah, I don't remember if we got rid of him before I was born or before you were born. So Figaro reminds you of Ginger? No, it was the opposite. So I remember watching... I remember watching the movie when we still had Ginger and going, cats aren't like that. That's like, that's so unrealistic. Like, but then now that I've met Ren, Red and Tanu and you've talked about them, Figaro having such this like both like really silly, p- playful message, but also grumpiness is just so red. It is it was very like, red. So that was the thing is it was like, as a kid, I was like, oh, like, that's not a realistic cat at all. Now I'm like, that cat is actually I mean, he's just yeah. a little more personified. But also, I want a kitty who can do things. Yeah. Who can be helpful. Who, like, like, if you open say, windows. oh, I didn't open the window, the cat will get up and do it for you. Which, I Must love that be part. Nice. I love the part where he, basically, to be like, acts really human, where he, like, shoves off the, like, I have done that, where I, like, got into bed, and then, and never, it's never a thing of, like, someone asks me. It's always, like, I get into bed, and then I'm like, darn it, I have to pee, and then I Take off the blankets yeah. just that way. Just exactly like Figaro. Um, I also have written down, and that's why gun safety is important. Oh, yeah, when he uh, shoots when the gun Because when he, off. like, almost shoots Jiminy Cricket, yeah. Uh, Pinocchio is very cute. Yes. Extremely cute. Yes. He's adorable. Uh, Pinocchio sets his finger on fire, and Geppetto just puts him to bed instead of explaining that fire is dangerous. Yeah. Poor Cleo with the... the... Yeah, with the... I, that would not happen. No. But in it's any a fun way. effect. But it is a fun enough effect. Um, okay. You wonder then how the water got back to normal, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, when they were drawing, so Pinocchio, when they first started drawing him, he looked really wooden, and and uh, Walt kept being like, this is not right, this is not right. So this guy named, uh, the one of the animators named Mitt Call, or Milt Call, sorry, M-I-L-T-K-A-H-L, he was like, you guys are thinking about it the wrong way. Draw him as a boy and then add in the wooden little bits later and so he drew the underwater scene when they're walking um and almost like he, that's what he drew first and Do- disney was like that's it so that's what pinocchio is partly adorable because he's basically drawn as a little boy he just has wooden arms and legs and a couple of joints here and, and, then there. and the weird nose. nose yeah okay so geppetto tells pinocchio that he's going to school tomorrow yes so so, in I noticed in the morning scene where all the kids are waking up and going to school, there are like four, I guess, plus the dwarves. There are like four people in the whole of Snow White, and so and, and it really it really makes every scene in the castle really weird because you're like, is there no staff? Why are there no right. people in this castle? They did, you know, they really added a lot. They came a really long way in terms of just adding crowd scenes and stuff right. in between those two movies, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. very interesting. They actually, I mean, if you think about this movie as a whole, they came a long ways. Yeah, they did. Fairly quickly, because again, Snow White came out in 1937 and this is 1940, so. So then we are introduced to Honest John and Kitty. <laughs> Kitty is the scariest thing I have ever seen. Gideon? I'm so afraid of, of the Kitty. He's so scary. And so much like Dopey, he was supposed to talk. And do you know who his voice? They actually recorded. And like, unlike Dopey, they actually recorded stuff for him. So the hiccups are the same guy who's supposed to be the voice actor. The voice actor is supposed to be the infamous uh, Matt Blanc, as in the voices of Bugs Bunny and da- Donald Duck. I mean Daffy Duck. Oh my gosh! I yeah, wish they'd done Looney it Tunes because fame. the way he is, he's so scary. So the he's hiccups so... are still him, but uh, yeah, he's so like. I don't know how to describe why he freaks or sorry, me out. Mel so Blanc. Bad. Mel Blanc. I said Matt. But he's Mel so like like a kind of like a little kid, but like really violent. Yeah, really violent little kid. And like just like drugged out and spooky. I guess and I'm Playboy magazine. Playboy magazine wrote an bad article. Bad way to start. Yeah, wrote an article. <laughs> 
of all the they counted all the violence in Pinocchio and it was I don't remember the number but there was some number so Playboy wrote an article about all the like violence in Pinocchio and the hitting was part of that yeah the violence and then the swearing like calling like like three or four instances of calling people jackasses is a pejorative term (laughs) yeah so they convince him to join the theater. The high diddly dee in Actor's Life for me is odd because when you can hear it perfectly clearly, they didn't write any lyrics. And then when Jiminy Cricket is talking over it, they have lyrics. Yes. So why didn't they switch those? But okay. So they convince, quote, convince yes. Pinocchio, which we'll get to that later. They convince Pinocchio and Pinocchio agrees, consents to join the theater. You can't see Bo right now. I'm but doing he is big air aggressively, quotes. aggressively doing air quotes. Yeah. So to join quote unquote join the theater. So they also they mention Stromboli. Yes. They also use so for anybody who doesn't know, in this the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen, the word gypsy is considered a slur. Don't say that. So they were like, oh that old that word and I was like, oh, this is going to be bad, isn't it? And oh, uh, it's yeah. so, so, so much worse than I could possibly have imagined. So. He jiggles too much. He, okay. <sighs> okay, again, I'm going to mention the fact that I do visual art. The first thing you learn in terms of sensitively drawing characters of color is don't you dare give them big old fleshy pink lips. Don't you ever do that. Okay. That is the number one thing because that is has traces back exclusively to racist art of African American people. Fair enough. So he's clearly supposed to be Romani in some way. Yes. He's not only like everything he does is a stereotype of Romani people. He, the way he's designed is just the most hideous, stereotypical, yeah. offensive, racist thing. I was so uncomfortable every time he was on screen. Yeah. And this is not one of the... It's This is way worse than a lot of the other racism in Disney movies that I can think of that is famous. And this doesn't get talked about at all. I had never heard anybody mention Stromboli in terms of incredibly racist mm-hmm. Disney characters. He is... It's real bad. Yeah. Also, uh, props, I guess, to Pinocchio for making the only unsexy anthropomorphic fox in animated history. Anyway. So he was based off his mannerisms, apparently. Uh, you're talking about, of course, Honest John, right? Yes, uh, Honest His John. mannerisms were apparently based off another Disney brother, uh, Ray oh dear. Disney. And Ray Disney was a car insurance salesman. Oh, and no. And he apparently would walk around the, he apparently would walk around the studio with a cigar in his mouth all the time. And there was a quote that someone said about him that was, uh, even when he said good morning, it was as if he was forming a conspiracy. Yeah, for, yeah, okay. That's very <laughs> so interesting. That made me happy. <laughs> I kind of liked Honest John. You, you can't uh, help but like him. Gideon terrified me, as there mentioned. Um, also, I thought the entire movie and have written down that he was saying Kitty instead of Gideon. Whoops. Uh, okay, so. So we're off to Stromboli. We haven't actually yes, done Yes, we're Stromboli off to Stromboli. Yet. So. Do you have anything, though, about Jiminy Cricket trying to prevent? Yes, I said, okay, good job, Jiminy. He's actually a good conscience. Uh, Pinocchio just doesn't listen to anything he says. Yeah. What this do you is have? the one moment, though, where he kind of. I love Jiminy Cricket, I do, but I don't think he's the best conscience. Uh, th- he didn't piss me off until later. Okay. In yeah. that regard. Right. He did, but not until later. Yeah. And we'll get to the morals of this movie and the feelings that I have yeah. about them. Okay, so, because I, I, ha- I hadn't freaked out yet at this point in the movie. So, then we get to Got No Strings. Yes. Which is the part of the movie I remembered best, and I remembered really liking it as a kid. Yes. I'm so uncomfortable. Yes, 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 yes. A thousand times yes. This was my favorite song as a little kid. I loved this part. I loved the song. As an adult, you're like, they're all hitting on him, and he's 12. He's not even 12. Well, the voice actor's 12. Well, the the character's Which not designed like name. he's 12. No, no, I mean, no. not You're that right. it wouldn't be bad enough if he was 12, but the character's designed like he's about seven. And they're all like, oh, I'd cut my... St- I'd- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creepy. That went from my favorite song to my least favorite song. 
Yeah, I think I wrote it down as my least favorite too. So then we get to the scene in uh, Stromboli's cart. Yeah. Which is uh, just incredibly uh, racist. Okay, so uh, Stromboli locks Pinocchio in a birdcage because, of course, he does. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so uh, the blue... But Pinocchio crying in that birdcage was just like, but he's just a little boy. He's just a little boy. Be nice to him. He's, he's just, just a little, little tiny boy. So Jiminy Cricket tr- shows up and seems to think he can pick locks, which makes me laugh. Uh, but he can't pick the lock. Yeah, he like climbs inside the lock, but he can't pick it. Either because it's too rusty or because he was overrepresenting his skills. It's not clear which. So the blue fairy appears, um, which is nice of her to not let her uh, charge creation, yeah, creation either either become a slave or get chopped into firewood. Uh, he and then we get the nose growing scene. Mm-hmm. The famous he yep. lies and his nose grows. Yep. Um, which is such she a also minor says, scene. It's, it really is. It's such a minor scene, but it's the scene everyone knows. And it's like the thing about Pinocchio, the characters, that his nose grows when he lies, which never comes, comes up, up again. again. The Blue Fairy also says at this point, a boy who won't be good might just as well be made of wood, yep. which means nothing. Yep. <laughs> but okay. And, you know, teaches you that lying is bad. So, yep. uh, that, but she opens the cage and they escape. Yep. So then we meet the coachman. Yes. Who I thought the animation of his face was bad. Too over the top. Well, and then he gets, like, that really creepy moment where he, like, turns into a devil. That didn't bother me. I was like, okay, it's a bit heavy-handed, but you want him to be scary, that's fine. But when he's, like, just sitting there and his eyebrow moves to the center of his face... Oh, does it? It does. I thought it was too... too far. You can't... Gotcha. It didn't look stylized. He scared the bejesus out of me. He was scary, yes. He's the one that made my skin crawl. Yeah, very... Part of it being that he's... You in know. 2018, when you hear someone saying, I want boys, gather me boys, yeah, it's uh, you're not thinking that he's going to turn them into donkeys. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, Honest John convinces <laughs> Again, Pinocchio, more, more air quotes, convinces Pinocchio to go to Pleasure Island. This one feels a little less convincing, though. This is more of him just like, like exactly. not allowing okay, him to this take is, no. Let's just go here now, then. Pinocchio barely agrees to be an actor. He in no way agrees to go to Pleasure Island. They just take him there. Yeah, which because he's he's a tiny, tiny child. It's and okay. I have written down here with initial caps. I don't know if we should do this now or later. But my feeling on the whole movie is being taken advantage of is not a moral failing. No, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't have any... He's a little kid. Yeah. And the adults who take advantage of him are in no way punished by the nar- anyone in the narrative. Or there yeah. are no adults who take care of this kid. Yeah. And the movie tells you, if you're a little kid and an adult takes advantage of you, it's because you're a bad kid. Yeah. It, it's And luckily now in 2018, we're getting away from that thought. But that... I mean, you hear, like, you hear Brian Regan talk, you hear John Mulaney talk, some comedians... That was, and you hear even in podcasts like uh, My Favorite Murder, that was a thing. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't remember who was saying something, but they were saying, like, if when you were a tiny child, if you did some, or if, if you did something wrong and it, uh, another adult, or it wasn't even you did something wrong, something bad happened and another adult told your parents, you got blamed for it, even if it wasn't your fault. Yeah. And so that's, and, and, and we'll get into this. I mean, it's not a good, I, I don't have a good answer for you, but it is, it's very much of the time. And also it's, it comes a lot from the source material, which was worse, but we will get into that. Okay. Into I think so. my problem with it is that this isn't a movie that you hear about having problems. No. no. And it's it, considered widely by animation people as as the most visually stunning Disney movie out of all of them. That was the weirdest thing for me is that people just don't talk about this movie in general. It's it's widely considered by the people who I was reading to be like they considered it sort of the best movie. Which yeah, I I was like, ah, but it's I mean, it's sad that that's the pinnacle of Disney is his second movie he ever or they ever made. Well, like, it fucking isn't. So, it's not that sad. Yeah. Because they're wrong. Yeah. I think the stuff that's wrong with it matters. And I think it matters more than any of the visual stuff. I would agree. And um, I think 
uh, that anybody who says it's the best one thinks must think that that stuff doesn't matter and i think that's a problem yeah the 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 documentary that i watched that was really really gung-ho about this i think must have come out 20 years ago or so so we're we're as a society more socially aware than we we used to be i think i i hope so okay so so pinocchio gets carted off to pleasure island (laughs) Where little boys get to indulge our, all their destructive tendencies, and then at the end of the night, they turn into donkeys. It's not clear how or why. So we're introduced here to Lampwick, which is a name, and uh, he's already a donkey when we meet him. But he, um, we see him turn into a donkey, and then we never see him again. And it doesn't matter what happens to him because he did bad things. Yes. He was, I wrote down when I first saw him again, because it, it's always bugged me, he looks like an adult. Lampwick does. Yeah. He does not look like a boy. It turns out the guy who uh, the guy who made him, who animated him is Fred Moore. Um, it's a character of himself. He was making fun of himself when he made well, that character. Well, uh, we don't fucking know that. Yeah. Uh, we're told this is a child. Again, um, I'm not saying that I have good answers. I just have anecdotes to give to you, which is that Fred Moore was making fun of himself when he drew Lampwick. That does not make me less angry. It actually makes me more angry. Yeah. If you're, if he's in the, there's a really, on almost no circumstances in which thoughtlessly drawing a little kid as older than, looking older than they are without there being a reason for it and you addressing it is good. It's it's quite bad here. The I will say the donkeys themselves very cute. Even though that's the whole thing is just disturbing. It's actually funny uh how Lampwick is like horrifying as he turns into a donkey and then once he's a full donkey, he's adorable. Yeah, that's true. Like his donkey face when he it's just the face is really spooky but then once he's a full donkey he just looks like a cute little baby donkey yeah and we don't uh care what happens to any of the donkeys because they were bad little boys and bad little boys deserve everything they get yeah he said sarcastically filled with rage so and um pinocchio who is a good little boy who we care about in no way cares about helping this kid who he's no known for the whole night uh as soon as he turns into a donkey just uh screw that kid so, he goes home, and Geppetto and Figaro and Cleo are all gone. There's dust on the house. Somehow, a dove appears from heaven. Yeah, and it's Dove Ex Machina. And gives him a note telling him uh, exactly apparently where. Apparently, several anima- animators really hated that. They it's were like, like, it's Dove Ex Machina, and we don't like it. It's like, you have the blue fairy. It's, it's supposedly the dove is from her. Yeah, but first They try of all, to make that parallel by making the music and the, the sound effects kind of similar. I don't know that that works very well. Yeah. And also, why not just have her show up and tell you? But that would be extra animation work. True. So uh, then, so they, deci- so they are told that Geppetto has, has looked for Pinocchio so badly that he got swallowed by a whale. And he's at the bottom of the ocean, which is apparently an exact enough location that they can then find him. So they go to, like, some cliffs, and Pinocchio, who has donkey ears and a donkey tail by now, by the way, uh, ties a rock to his tail and prepares to jump into the water. And I was like, okay, he's made of wood. I guess he doesn't yeah, drown. Yeah, fine, yeah. But Jiminy Cricket, yes. who is just a cricket, yes. says, oh, I, I won't let you go alone. And I'm like, Jiminy. <laughs> Jiminy, you need air to live. Yeah. (laughs) But apparently, he does not. No one does. So they they spend quite a bit of time on, I would argue too much time, on the ocean floor asking fish if they know where Monstro the whale is and always getting the same answer, which is the fish get scared and swim away. So, meanwhile, uh, Geppetto and Cleo still in her fishbowl um, and figure out. I, I assume it's a comfort thing for her, for Cleo. I guess. Well, it's clear that the whale belly is not filled with water. Right. Well, no, but I mean, like, because I always, it always bugged me when they're escaping and, like, Figaro and Cleo just disappear. Yeah, until, I know. I have that written down. Until they just all appear on the shore. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. That's not good continuity, guys. Um... <laughs> 
Anyway, so, oh yeah, also, when they mention Monstro the Whale, Jiminy knows him. Yeah. Jiminy has heard of Monstro the Whale. Right. Okay, movie. So, basically, Pinocchio succeeds in getting swallowed by um, Monstro to find his dad. They make Monstro sneeze by making a fire in his belly, and then they escape on a raft. The raft gets destroyed. Geppetto can't swim, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not injured in any way, mm-hmm. but he's like, just go on without me, Pinocchio. But Pinocchio grabs him and drags him to shore. And then it's not clear what happens to Pinocchio. It sure looks like he drowns, but we've right. established that uh, he can breathe underwater. humans in general and Pinocchio in particular can't drown. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he dies and they carry it's his It's a pretty dramatic home. shot, too. It is, yeah. It's like it is. holy this, moly. This little boy, yeah, not good. So, so they carry him home, and Geppetto's crying, and then the um, the blue fairy shows up and says, you know, because you sacrificed yourself, you're a real boy now. Yep. And he turns to a real boy. Yep. Um, children don't have to sacrifice for them themselves for their parents ever. No, agreed. <sighs> It's a thing uh, of, also, guys, this is how it used to be, and this is wrong, so yeah, we should and, fix it. And, yeah, I was, so, so I talked to mom about it, and I was like, they should never, ever show this to any kids. And she it's was not like, a yeah, kid's movie. Maybe it's they not should a kid's show movie. it to um, grown-ups to say, you need to protect kids. Like, yeah. 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 So, also, it doesn't matter if it, first of all, it sure runs like a kid's movie, and all the people are childish enough that it's a kid's movie. And second of all, it doesn't matter if it wasn't intended to be a kid's movie because it gets categorized as a kid's movie now. Yeah. No, I say it's not a kid's movie and just in terms of like even tone, it doesn't feel like I was as I was watching, I was like, this doesn't feel like a kid's movie to me. And in my head, it always was because it's a Disney movie. But that's the thing is Disney wasn't always making for kids. They are now, but they weren't. They didn't used to be. Which is why it's so interesting, these first couple of movies, because they're clearly made for a much wider audience than Disney Yeah, well, we were, so we were talking um, to some of the older people at church last night at the choir party, and they were talking about how you saw, like, the first movie our choir director remembers seeing as a five-year-old was Ben-Hur, uh, and it was because, especially when, before, like, VHS tapes were common you didn't see kids' movies, you saw whatever the theater had. Right. If you wanted to see a movie, they had one movie. Right. So it makes sense that, quote-unquote, kids... Well, animated movies would sort of be, you know, not... It didn't make sense to target movies to kids because they were always going to be... so. People were just going to go to the movies when they wanted to go to the movies and go for a specific movie. The lessons it teaches are so beat you over the head that it seems clear to me that they're... They're, those are aimed at kids. Yeah. Well, the source material was, which we'll get and to very, very shortly. So That's very bad. Yeah. So, do you want... So, that's the summary. There we go! Woo! So, do you want to get to questions? So, let's go into our questions. Yeah. Okay. Favorite character? Okay. Figaro is my favorite character. Uh, I just... Anytime little Figaro was on screen, I was just so happy. I love the part where he's fishing. With over the side of the boat with it, the, the, and he rolls up the he uses his tail as like the the I don't the whatever that is <laughs> uh, and yeah no Figaro Figaro is my favorite for sure uh, the truth is Figaro is my favorite too but it felt like cheating to put him because he doesn't talk or anything mm-hmm. uh, so I put Pinocchio yeah Pinocchio grew on me I remember because I think I said in our very first episode how much I didn't I wasn't fond of Pinocchio and Pinocchio was better than I thought I remembered I think he's very cute and doesn't deserve to live in the world that they've put him in protect Pinocchio protect Pinocchio hashtag protect Pinocchio I have also though I I did write I was like this is stupid but I wrote hashtag let Figaro eat 2018 yeah I know I put that too I have exactly that written down. So, least favorite. Uh Oh, Stromboli. Yeah. No yep. question. No question. He's uh, too jiggly. He's too caricatured. He's just uncomfortable. Everything about him is just a mess. Even if the rest of the movie was great, it would be, and had no 
moral problems, it would be disqual in my opinion, disqualified from being a good movie because of Stromboli. Yeah. Okay. Voice acting overall. I have some things about history wise. Uh Pinocchio was a twelve year old kid named Dickie Jones. Oh, Dickie. Yeah, he's he's very cute. Dickie Jones. He does he, a very good job. He I think he recorded the voices they said in like nineteen thirty-nine. Uh the same year he was making he was in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Destry Rides Again. So mommy's favorite western. Oh my so, gosh. If you want to see the voice of of Pinocchio, have you and mommy should just watch Destry soon because We've yeah, now we talked should. about Marlene Dietrich, and we've talked now about Dickie Jones, and they're both in that movie, apparently. So there you go. Uh, I think he might have he might have been my favorite of the voice acting. His voice acting is very good. Though Jiminy, you can't. Jiminy's my favorite. You can't go wrong with Jiminy. So Jim, Jiminy is Cliff Edwards. He was actually quite famous when he made the movie. His his nickname was Ukulele Ike. Okay. He was so. This is the first ever famous person doing voice acting. Before Ooh. this, it was always. Uh, unknown actors and oftentimes like the studio people themselves i mean the right. original the first couple of mickeys are walt disney he voiced Ooh, mickey interesting yeah he did so the whistling and everything that's that's walt he he did the first voices of mickey so uh so before this it's always you know not unknown people like even uh evelyn venable i don't think she was famous famous yet she obviously became famous not just because of this movie, but though they had they like I said they had Mel Blanc. Though I don't know when Looney Tunes became a thing, but Mel Blanc was supposed to be in it. Um, but yeah, so he was the first sort of he's a famous man doing a voice acting, uh, and his name's Cliff Edwards. You really like, and he's Jiminy Cricket, and they talk about him just being. I mean, he recorded first, and therefore Jiminy has so much of who Jiminy is because of Cliff. Right. Honest John was voiced by Walter Catlett which I find funny. Uh, he was a Shakespearean actor. So Ooh. an actual, you know. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. And then, so, we got to talk about Geppetto. Uh, I know you don't like Geppetto's voice. It annoyed you during the song. Why don't you, you're going to hate him even more after I relay this next story to you. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, I see, that's the thing is, I didn't, I didn't know this part. I didn't find out all the stuff about Geppetto until after I watched the movie. And I remember just, I spent the whole movie being like, oh, Geppetto's such a cute goob. He's just this silly little goob. He's so, he does, because he does that, oh, it's me thing. And, and like, he, like, it takes him forever to realize things. Like, he does it on the, uh, on the boat where he's like, yeah, I don't does. have time, Pinocchio. And then he does it the same thing with the dead thing. And he, yeah. he just does that all the time. And I just thought he was adorable and charming and cute. And I, his voice didn't bug me. Um, but I'll let you talk Real first. Quick, and then I'll tell you this terrible story. This movie needed an adult, a good adult. Yeah. to take responsibility for anything. Uh-huh. And the closest thing we get is Jiminy Cricket, who can't do anything because he's two inches tall. Yep. Not even. And Geppetto is so not a responsible adult who doesn't help out in any way. That's my feeling about Geppetto. So Geppetto was voiced by a man named Christian Rubb. Um, he looks just like Geppetto. They modeled Geppetto after him. Apparently they cast him and he started doing work and he was around the studio a lot because, again, they were using him as the life model. Apparently he was a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. Anyway, everyone hated him. They, like, (laughs) they hated him. They absolutely hated him. So to get back at him during the scene where they're fishing on the boat, they had him stand, they built a platform and they had him stand on the platform and then they would rock the platform. And apparently they got everyone wanted to rock that platform and they got really overzealous and like 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 just annoyed the heck out of him because they were so angry at him for keeping for talking about Hitler all the time. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, so uh least favorite character. Uh I add you add Geppetto I actually now. have Geppetto written down. See, I that's the thing is I really liked Geppetto until I found out that and then I was like gosh darn it so uh best moment I have when the blue fairy first appears and makes Pinocchio alive I actually really liked the whole which is so funny because again that's the thing about this movie for me is that all my childhood opinions were pretty much flipped on their head when I watched this movie so like I remember hating the beginning because I thought it was slow but I thought the whole scene with the clocks and just the beginning of the movie was just fun and great I was just like 
Pinocchio becoming a little kid is adorable. And so that whole first section I just really, really loved. And then from there it just kind of went, uh, <laughs> after that. I, uh, yeah, we've talked about this, but I spent that most of, until Pinocchio comes alive, I spent all of it going, wait, I'm supposed to like Geppetto? He's mean mm-hmm. to his cat. Uh, and I'm supposed to believe that he deserves more. He he deserves something that has never happened to anybody before. Hard to believe. Okay, worst moment. The donkeys. I hate Lampwick turning into the donkeys and then the whole donkey moment. I mean, I, I'm sure you'll say Stromboli, but yes, the 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 donkeys for me it just it still messes me up. I just I can't I can't. It's just sad and creepy and and the part where Lampwick's turning into a donkey just chills down my spine. So my least favorite moment is the donkeys. I wrote, in all caps, donkeys are the worst. Um, I'm going to disagree with you because I feel that for the most part, the donkey scene is uncomfortable for the reasons they intended it to be uncomfortable. Gotcha. That makes sense. Stromboli is uncomfortable, but I don't think he's uncomfortable because of the reasons they wanted him to be uncomfortable. Right. I think they wanted you to say, oh, look at this threatening, uh, like, foreign person. And what I'm seeing is, oh, God, the people who made this movie were so racist. Yeah. And that's what makes me uncomfortable about that scene. So I, I'm going to put that as my worst moment because it's uncomfortable for reasons I don't think they intended. Fair enough. So, but I can totally understand the donkeys being, yeah. Okay. Uh, good, bad adaptation. I don't have anything to say about this because I don't know the original story. Okay. This is the part I needed <laughs> about the research. Pinocchio was a, a serialized novel, so like Dickens, where they would release, you know, it in episodic moments. So they would write a chapter and release that in a journal. Now, the journal was for children. I cannot oh stress enough how much the journal was supposed to be for children. It's going like, to be bad, isn't it? Yes, it's going to be so bad, you have no idea. So the journal was for children. Uh, I feel like I need to put in the quote like from The Muppets Christmas Carol, where it's like, or nothing that follows will seem wondrous. <laughs> oh, God. This one <laughs> except, thing you must remember. Yeah, except for wondrous is not the word I would use. So it was written by Carlo Collodi. In about 1881-1882, it was written in Italy, and he was from Florence. So, uh, first of all, Pinocchio in the book is... Pinocchio in the book is basically Lampwick. Mm. He's rude, he's arrogant, he's terrible, he's awful. And when he... As soon as he, like, he bites Geppetto, he, like, kicks and runs away from Geppetto. Like, he's really nasty to Geppetto, like, right off the bat. A really good illustration of how bad he is. So Jiminy Cricket is a cricket that's been living in Geppetto's house for like a thousand years or something. And he comes to Pinocchio and he's like, Pinocchio, you shouldn't be awful to Geppetto. You should be a good boy. And Pinocchio is annoyed that he's getting lectured by a cricket. So he kills the cricket with a mallet. (laughs) So Jiminy shows up twice, I think. And the first time he gets killed. And he's not called Jiminy. That was a name... He was just the talking cricket. The blue fairy is, uh, she's a child who's got blue hair. She's the child with azure hair. And Pinocchio doesn't want to be a real boy until he meets her. And she grows up to be an adult. And he's like, why aren't I going to grow up? I want to grow up. And she's like, well, you can only grow up if you become a real boy. And he's like, then I'm going to become a real boy so I can grow up. And I'm like, because you're in love with her? Well, I, I will say... I like that better than the movie where there's no reason to become a real boy. Anyway, like the nose thing, when the nose thing happens, when he, the nose thing happens in the book where he lies and his nose grows, she doesn't just wish it away. She gets birds to peck it off. Nice. Carlo Collodi apparently didn't like children, even though he was writing this for a children's journal, because he didn't want to end it where he, where he ended up ending it. He, okay, so Pinocchio runs into the, the cat and the fox and somehow but somehow he ends up with these gold coins and the fox and the cat want the gold coins so they tell him they're gonna bury it in a field or he should bury it in a field and it'll grow into a tree that makes magic coins and he's like cool but then so he goes to go do that and then they they set upon him dressed as as thieves and they hang him from a tree and he's supposed to die there and that is how Kalodi Claudi wanted to end the story. Wow. Oh, he's supposed to hang to death. But the publishers and the audience were like, that's dumb. 
we don't want that. We want a happy ending. So Claudia's like, fine. That's when the girl with the blue hair comes in. The monstro thing happens, except in the book, monstro's a shark. And, Which kind uh, of makes more sense, but right. And uh, and they don't, but they don't do the fire thing. They tip. He apparently has insomnia, and so when he falls asleep, he sleeps with his mouth open. So they tiptoe over his tongue and escape that way. Uh, anyway, apparently the most accurate part to the book is the Pleasure Island stuff, uh, which was called Toy Island, I think, in the in the book. Uh, it's actually incredibly accurate, except for that Pinocchio actually turns into a do- full donkey and gets sold. So that's the thing is that all the donkeys of... I, I mean, they, they sort of show it with the, the donkey getting put into the spice mines thing or whatever. Coal salt mine, mines, yeah. Salt mines, that's it. Uh... So they all get sold, but Pinocchio gets sold to, like, a circus, and he ends up somehow eventually escaping, and he ends up in the ocean, uh, even before he finds out about Monstro, and the fish eat his flesh off so that he becomes wood again. So the whole Monstro thing happens, and and Geppetto can't swim in the book, and so Pinocchio carries him to shore, and so, but Pinocchio is like, I'm so, I was so bad, all this bad stuff happened, P- Geppetto is about to die because he was looking for me, so he's, like, laying on his sick bed, like, dying because he almost drowned. So Pinocchio, then he becomes a like farmer. He farms for them and he takes care of them. And he meets Lampwick later and he goes to buy new clothes for him and Geppetto. But then he finds out that the blue fairy is there and she's dying. So he buys medicine for her instead. And once he does that, he wakes up the next morning in this mad, in this huge mansion with brand new clothes. And he's a real boy now. And Geppetto, who's all young and happy and spry, is like, this happened because you were good and spent the money on helping the blue fairy and not on being selfish so that's the adaptation so is it a good adaptation uh no yes no yes question mark i would say that each one has its weaknesses and each one has its strengths yeah so it's not for kids it's in a kid's journal it's not for children it sounds i don't think it's for anybody no it's awful so obviously that is better in some ways yes because it's it's an actual so the thing but the thing is is that so disney that was the thing is so pinocchio was he was very wooden and he was very much like the character in the book and disney was like no one wants to watch a movie about a kid who's bad so that's when they made pinocchio into the sweet innocent so that's disney thing where he was just like we want you need to like pinocchio in order to like this movie so therefore that's what he changed and i like that I do, I'm okay with that. except that that's where the, moral the morals fall working. apart, is yeah. that Pinocchio is basically good. You know, working hard to take care of the Blue Fairy and the and Geppetto is a good way to show that he's a good kid. Dying yeah. for his dad is not a good way to show that he's a good kid. Okay, something that surprised you. Um... As much as you don't like the moral, I thought this one had, this one was the good balance of the darkness and the humor, I thought. The tone felt a little more sustained throughout. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, so, th- and I laughed a ton. I was surprised at how much I laughed. That was the thing that surprised me is I had, I laughed so much. There's so many great lines that I missed as a kid, like uh, the part where, <laughs> the part where, uh, uh, most of them being, of course, Jiminy's lines. Of course. Um, the part where Jiminy was like, he's like, I'm going to go tell his dad. No, that would be a snitch. That would be snitchy. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I also loved the, oh, yeah, so you've never heard of the easy road to success. The theater. I was like, that's that easy. <laughs> okay, the thing that surprised me was I I had remembered Stromboli being scary. I hadn't remembered him being right. just incredibly racist. Right. So that was a surpri- that was an unpleasant surprise. Yes. Um, I didn't. Sadly, I, because, my surprise was pleasant and yours wasn't. Because I had remembered liking Pinocchio, so that wasn't a surprise. I mm-hmm. sadly I had remembered all the things I liked, and so only the bad things were surprises for me. Favorite song? Well, I I, ha- I have to admit that this time round, when you wish upon a star was. When you wish upon the star was the only one I didn't not like. I liked Wish Upon a Star fine. I didn't like any of the other songs. So I put that as my Oh, really? Favorite. You didn't like... Like, I like the whistle, Give a Little Whistle song by itself was... I don't mind that one. It was okay. And I like the actor song, but again, that feels like I like that song because I am an actor. Right. There wasn't much to the actor song was my feeling. Yeah. No, I, I, I was when, saying... When You Wish Upon a Star, except... 
you know, he's like, anything you wish for, no request is too extreme. And then the example of the wish they have is something literally impossible. That's a bit odd. Because I can totally get behind the sentiment if what it's saying is as long, you know, classic, as long as you believe in your dream, then it will come true. I don't have any problem with that. But there are some things that just won't happen, like a puppet becoming real. Right. Okay, so, least favorite song. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the thing that flopped me. So, as a kid... Uh, when you wish upon a star was probably my least favorite, and uh, I've got no got strings no as my strings, favorite. Yeah. And now it's the opposite, where yeah. when you wish upon a star was definitely my favorite, and got no strings was my least favorite because it just is uncomfortable. I'm glad you felt exactly the same way that I did about got no strings. Okay, memories from childhood. I liked I, hate, I got no strings, oh yeah. and I hated the rest of the movie. Yeah, I hated Cleo as a kid. I remember oh thinking my. she was the most. I thought she was the most stuck up fish. It's so funny because I, I watch it now and I'm like, not at all. She's not. She's she's making fun of Figaro, but that's fun. And she and also Figaro wrote down deserves it. it. Yeah, uh, I love the all the kissing stuff with Figaro. It's yes, pretty very funny. cute. Cleo, I thought I remember thinking as a little kid that Cleo was the most stuck up uh, fish, and now as an adult, I'm like, no, Cleo's great. I don't think I liked Pinocchio himself as a kid. I think I, I remember he was I annoying. did not. I thought he was annoying, but now as an but adult, but he's now totally. that he's a kid and not like a peer he's really he's really cute animation style i have written nice except when it's awful re stromboli and the coachman nice kitten movements um i made a mistake in the last uh podcast where i said uh i talked about albert the the jar his last name is herder not hunter i think i said Mm -hmm. hunter but his name's Albert Herder. He's responsible for all the little faces you see, whereas Gustav uh, Tengren, he's the guy who, like, came up with the look for everything. Like, he's the visual. And he was from Swiss. He was a Swiss artist, a Swiss illustrator. And uh, he... um, So that's why the movie, even though it's supposed to be set in Italy, has this very sort of Germanic... Yes, it does. ...Swiss feel. It's, It's because of him, of Gustav. Ratings. Protagonist. I gave, I gave him, him a, a seven point five. There you go. Why? Uh, because he. I don't have any problems with him at all. He's very sweet. Protect Pinocchio. Yep. I gave him a seven, pretty much for that same reason. So, villains. So I. So I gave Monstro a seven, and then everybody else a four. I gave everyone overall a three. Yeah, because the racism. Uh, the racism punch. is bad, but also none of them have any personality at all. I mean, honest, John is the closest. Yeah, but he I guess even he's feel a villain. Evil. He just feels dumb. Yeah, and and you know he has a threshold of being horrified at something. I, I yeah. wasn't thinking of him. I was thinking of Stromboli, the coachman, and Monstro. And uh, the coachman has no personality. Right. Stromboli's personality is racist, and Monstro visually very cool. Yeah. Kind of confusing in terms of like clear he's he's intelligent enough that he gets mad when they escape. He's intelligent enough to get mad, but that's really all the information we have about like who he Fair enough. I, in terms of effectiveness, I thought he was a 7 in okay. terms of just like of being like in my head monstro is still sort of this creepy like right. thing. Uh but everyone else I was like they're not that effective for like my thought about them the, the coachman was quite scary but it was just an unpleasant scary it wasn't like a oh i'm thrilled to be scared it was just like oh go away yeah go away sir so that's i gave him a four okay uh next is overall i gave it a four yeah because the racism just killed you i mean i Race, i not I, the racism would have been bad enough uh the moral problems of this kid, it's this kid, this child's own fault for getting taken advantage of ruined it. Got you. I see. I gave it an eight. I, I thought it was quite good. I, I had a really fun time watching it. I You and I, again, have different thoughts in terms of I didn't pay enough attention to the morals or the I just sat back and, and you know. So that's, it's, again, it's a difference in what we look for in a movie. Yeah. Uh, enjoyment. I gave it a three. Yeah, that. I, I gave it a seven. I had a good time watching it. Um, so overall thoughts. My only thought is that it's morally reprehensible. Yep. yep. And I and none of the good things can outweigh that for me. Yeah. 
Fair, which is ju- you know just what I what I think is important in a movie is yeah you always you always pay attention to message and I I think maybe but part of it is being queer yeah and that yeah. being a bigger part of my identity than than it is of yours right um and I mean so, yeah you you've always been more of a social justice person than I'm I have. always looking for. How is this movie being mean to me personally like everything else is? Yeah. And so so that's so I tend to notice when movies are being mean to people. And I what 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 tends to be most important to me and stick out to me most is how is this going to hurt people? Yeah. More than anything else. More than yeah. is it fun more than yeah. And if you're, you know, not as worried about that, then it makes sense that it wouldn't. Yeah. It just wouldn't stick out as much to you. And and you were exposed to to the internet and to social justice at a younger. We were exposed about the same time, but we're four right, years we're apart four years in apart. age. So you grew up more with that than I did. Like I grew up. I grew up. I didn't know about home uh, homosexuals until I was much older. And at that time, I could look at it and go, "Love is love. Who cares?" That's a weird way to put that. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I was trying to. I almost. I. I almost said homophobia, and I was like, no. I. I was exposed to. Hom- you know, like I was trying to think of the right w- word, and that's why it came out weird. Uh, hom- I was exposed to homosexuality. Uh, at a much older age than you were, I think. Like I remember as a kid, it never even crossing my path. Uh, until I was much older, and and as an older person, I could go, oh well, that's it's stupid that people think this is bad. Um, whereas I think you, I was young enough. I don't remember when I first knew of the concept. I remember being not very old and worrying about being gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thinking, oh, God, I at least hope I'm bi so I can pretend to be straight. Yeah. That, see, that never crossed my mind. My thing was that I, I had met a, an, an, uh, a gay couple, and I remember being like, they're nice. Uh, and I remember thinking, they must be rare. And then it wasn't until much later that... I found out it's not as rare as I thought and that and that people were opposed to it, too. Because, again, as a kid, I was like, eh, who cares? Um, so, yeah, I think, again, I think that's... So, the, for me, watching movies, basically, we're getting to get us sort of back on... I don't know, back on track. So, I, where this is interesting stuff, and I think people will appreciate hearing it. Um, that, that for me, watching movies is, again, still... It's more about escapism. And, and, and as a kid, getting bullied a lot... Because you had less bullying and more just more a of lot my of conflict most of my conflict was internal most of your yeah. conflict was external is external. what i have yes gathered kind of and that's very true because i i was bullied really bad i we i recently watched the old carrie the original carrie and the scene where it's the volleyball scenes so it's right before the the infamous throwing tampon scene the, the scene with the volleyball literally happened to me it happened during volleyball the words they said were almost exactly what... So I watched that scene and it was almost like PTSD. It was like, no, that's that's what happened to me. So I was picked on a ton as a kid. So my stuff was... I was very comfortable with who I was, I think, even as a kid. I mean, I remember I didn't like wearing jeans, so I wore goofy Disney t-shirts and, and sweatpants to school. And I didn't care about what I looked like until people started telling me that that was what was wrong. And that is not how you experience the world. So again, for me, and movies were my escapism. When I was I was little and I didn't I didn't have friends because everyone bullied me, I would come home and I would watch movies. And so my friends were all movie characters. And I used to talk to wall people would think I would talk to walls, but I was talking to imaginary friends, and most of them were characters from books that I knew. Like so for me, movies are still a they're an escapism. They're not and it's cool when they say something good about people. Um I think I my problem it tends to be that they're escapism for me too and that's why it bothers me so much when they say something hurtful right right so that it they're invading your safe space yes exactly fair enough fair enough so uh this has been our episode on oh oh expectations for so we're actually so we originally thought we were going to do dumbo next but we're actually going to do Fantasia. And we're going to have a special surprise guest. That's right. Uh, so tune in next week when we have our, our friend. So what are your expectations for Fantasia? Um, I remember really loving Fantasia, which is, I know a lot of people were like, well, they're, so the thing about Fantasia that's fun is that 
there were segments that were just fun and I loved them. And then there were segments that were boring. And as a kid, you could just fast forward through those. Yeah. Because it didn't try to detract from the story. So, like, I expect, of course, the dinosaurs because dinosaurs. Of course. Uh, and I remember, uh, I think I remember actually kind of liking Night on Ball Mountain. I think I remember being scary, but also kind of enjoying I it. I think I loved Night on Ball Mountain. Yeah. I think so. the segment at the end with the nuns was boring as paint. Well, we, and that was the thing. It was the end. You could just stop the movie then. That's true. <laughs> rewind. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the hippo and alligator segment because I remember not liking that as a kid and I'm interested to see what I think of it as an adult. Yes. Uh, Mickey, as an apprentice, I don't remember it having that much of an impact on me. It. I hated it. He gets in trouble. Yeah. I used to skip that part because he gets yelled at. I mean, Fair he enough. doesn't because the wizard doesn't talk, but you, the whole time you know, oh, he's going to get in trouble. He's going to get in trouble. Right, right, right. Scarring. What, what else? What are, oh, the, there's the, the, I remember, I think I thought the Dionysus centaur thing was kind of boring. I, mean, I liked pretty it and all, because but, I liked ponies and there were yeah, ponies. Yeah, that's right. There's the abstract stuff, which I actually really liked. Yeah, like the Nutcracker stuff with the fairies and stuff. Uh, I was thinking the part where it's like hills rushing toward the camera. At the beginning. Oh, yeah, 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 at the beginning. Like, sort of a, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember what you're talking about. So, yeah, it'll be fun to see because I, I don't remember. I remember the dinosaurs really well because I remember I used to just watch that segment all the time. And I remember Night on Bomb Mountain. And I remember the ponies. and I But I don't remember the re- basically Night on Bomb Mountain and the dinosaurs are the only parts I remember really, really well. And also I weirdly remember the one part that's live action, which is the weird talking part the with the the the... It's the part where you see the lines. I remember that part pretty well. Okay. So this has been uh, I'm the Puppy. And I'm the Possum. And this was our uh, episode on Pinocchio. We'll see you uh, next week when we discuss Fantasia. 